Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. About the future innovations and growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Ryan Treasure, and you're tuned in to Finding Your Frequency right here on voiceamerica.com. And we have a great interview discussing a topic that uh, is is all over the internet, widespread all over. We're going to talk today about CBD. Uh, We're going to talk about how CBD helps folks. We're going to talk about Elevate, the company, and how they're they're helping out people. Uh, And then we're going to talk to the most fantastic Dr. Murdoch, uh, who's the medical advisor for Elevate. Hemp and has written numerous health and wellness books uh, and spoken on the topics extensively. So I want to welcome him to the show. Welcome, Dr. Murdoch. Thanks so much for having me. Delighted to be here, guys. Fantastic. So Finding Your Frequency, the show, the premise of the show is about, you know, that why, that moment where you had that aha you know what you're going to do. You know where you're going. So let's kind of start there and uh, tell us the story about how you got involved with CBD and, and when you decided that that was your passion and what you were going to follow. Absolutely. I appreciate you asking. So it all started a few years ago when I was really trying to take uh, my athletic fitness to new levels. I'd always been athletic. I'd always been fit, um, but I started wanting to pursue higher levels of fitness. I wanted to really developed my CrossFit training and I started doing some ninja training, like the type of obstacle training you see on American Ninja Warrior, as well as uh, continuing to do the recreational sports I enjoyed that, that demanded a lot of fitness. But something started happening. It seemed the harder I pushed and the more fit I try to become, the more resistance I was encountering from my body. I, first, it started in low levels and started to be a general soreness that was increasing and it was taking me longer to recover than I was used to. And it seemed over time, the, both the intensity and the length of this soreness was getting more intense. Then it started to manifest in the form of various injuries. And in the span of maybe a year, I developed a a tear in one of the ligaments in my foot. I developed some fraying, of a primary tendon of the hip and my shoulder became incredibly inflamed to a point where it needed surgery. So I was having these increased injuries. I was having overall body pain. I'd wake up in the morning really sore. And so it was just much harder to perform at the level I wanted. So I myself was interested in finding something that would help me. Now I've always been an evidence-based guy. I've worked in you know, health and wellness for a while, as you, as you mentioned, I've written some books and, and I've worked a lot in the, the diagnostic industry and wellness biomarkers. So I started doing a lot of research on my own to find what substances were out there that might give me some improved recovery time, might decrease some of the uh, progressively chronic pain I was experiencing. And I actually tried a lot of different things. And some things seemed to help a little bit 
uh, many things didn't seem to help at all. And then where I really noticed a significant recovery was when I started employing CBD products. And the way I noticed this was, was kind of interesting. I decided to, uh, I somehow I got my hands on a, on a small pack of CBD. I don't remember if I purchased it or a sample pack or from a friend. And, and I decided to take it one morning. That afternoon, I had forgotten that I'd taken it. It didn't even register in my mind that I had. But I did notice that my shoulder, which at this point had had surgery a couple months before and was still having some pain, felt fantastic. And overall, I felt really good. My pain levels just seemed to be lower and my energy seemed to be feeling good, all just in this moment. And I noticed this moment and thought, wow, I just feel really good. This is the best I've felt in a long time. But without feeling high or feeling dopey, in fact, I remember I, I had this feeling in a meeting and I was quite focused. I was still very, very aware uh, of the meeting I was in. And it only then later occurred to me, hey, I took that CBD this morning. So then that for me personally has only uh, borne out time and time again. But then in the years since this has happened, I, I just the extensive amount of research. Now the so many anecdotal reports I see, which yeah, we call things anecdotal because they're singular, but when you start to get hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, it no longer really consider it anecdotal. It, it, it's, uh, you're really seeing the overall effect it can have. And so I've been really impressed with the various types of effects and, and therefore I advocate for it in an attempt to help other people experience the same benefit that I have. Oh, that's really awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. We, uh, we all, we always like to kind of hear from the beginning and, and, and where all of that started and knowing that, you know, your journey started as a, as a personal journey for yourself and, and looking for relief for your own ailments, uh, is always great. Cause far, so far too many times do people make comments on, uh, products where they haven't, use the products themselves they you know have read research or have heard people talk about said products and kind of jump on a bandwagon so to so to speak and you know knowing that you being an expert in the field but then also have been doing your own trials with yourself and can speak from experience is uh is very good and very important i think uh, fact for the listeners to to learn and so i'm going to introduce also uh mr len novin uh radio extraordinaire over here uh, who he 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 joins me on the show from time to time and uh definitely wanted to have him in him have him in on this conversation for the simple fact that he has a lot of experience as do I in, in this realm uh, and can speak from some different points. And uh, so I want to welcome Len to the show. Well, well thank you very much, Ryan. I appreciate it. And, and Dr. Murdoch, it is definitely a pleasure and uh, definitely a treat to be on this topic because uh, CBD has, I'm actually an advocate here in Arizona. I utilize it for my health and fitness uh, big time. I think the biggest question I get, I want to toss your direction overall with the CBD and using it. Uh, because I've gone away from the, the prescriptions. I, I was on the prescriptions and I personally, I, I'll be uh, very honest and upfront and open. I was having maybe one or two too many drinks because I have six chronic back fusions. I uh, have two torn rotator cuffs. Uh, those are two primaries. I have uh, several injuries from playing ice hockey for years, throwing hay, flying off horses, and, and so many other fun things that I did. It's like living like a stuntman. But w the active component in CBD, this is the question I, I think I get the most. What, what makes the CBD neutralize the inflammation to make it reduce so you basically reduce pain? 
What is the act? Well, of, what, what is the great. yeah? What is the relationship between the two? How does that work? Because more more people than not ask me that, and I don't have an answer. Absolutely. So you point out the key feature of CBD and what is responsible for most of its benefits, especially from a recovery standpoint, whether athletic or injury, and that's that it's an anti-inflammatory. Uh, similar to say ibuprofen or Aleve. Now, like you, I'm, I'm one of those many people that don't tolerate those products so well. Um, I actually have an allergy uh, to, to those traditional, what are called non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. My, if I take one, my, fl- my face blows up like a balloon. So that's not an option for me to try and reduce inflammation. And for other people, it can cause stomach upset, it's hard on the kidneys, and there's many other side effects that make taking traditional anti-inflammatories uh, not really appropriate, not, re- not tolerable. So as you point out, CBD has an anti-inflammatory effect. And how does it do that? Well, so CBD, or uh, the long name is cannabidiol, is a component of a couple different plants. Um, one is hemp, one, one is um, the cannabis plant. And so so often people will sell, uh, sell products like hemp oil and really the most active ingredient in hemp oil is, is CBD. And when people say smoke marijuana, yeah, they're experiencing the THC, but they're also getting the CBD effect. So cannabidiol specifically present in hemp oil or cannabis, it stimulates certain receptors. Specifically, there's two receptors which... Uh, don't worry too much about these fancy names. One's called 2AG, one's called anandamide. And it's the balance of those that specifically then stimulates other pathophysiological mechanisms of chemicals in our body called cytokines and interleukins that are responsible for inflammation and basically tells those to calm down. Um, It has an inhibitory effect on those. And so, so, what I'm trying to say is there's this receptor system in our body that's already tied in with, with inflammation inhibitors and what cannabidiol, um, is help helps stimulate this system. They call the system the endocannabinoid system now because it specifically responds to cannabinoids, uh, which we're, we're focusing on one of the key ones, cannabidiol. And then you get that reduced anti-inflammatory effect, which is then responsible for the reduction in pain, because a lot of pain is due to inflammation. It also contributes to athletic recovery. That's one of the limitations for people that are exercising really, really hard is they get a lot of inflammation in their muscles and in their joints, and it takes time for that inflammation to calm down. By accelerating um, that inflammation settling down, they're essentially accelerating their recovery and therefore have greater ability to, to push themselves to their highest level. Well, here's the thing that's remarkable about it because I'm kind of a case study sitting here is I hike and Ryan is my witness. He's, he's <laughs> viewed this. I hike daily, seven days a week between eight and 11 miles a day. And I utilize the CBD as a recovery and my lean muscle mass. I'm a, a basically in a couple of weeks, 44 years old. I am in better shape than when I was 22 or 24 years old than I am now at approaching 44 years old because of recovery. And that's the thing that's amazing about the effects that I've had with it. I was using it for muscle spasms and pain relief, but all of a sudden the added benefit of uh, healing, 
I, I think is the best way overall. Deeper sleep as well as recovery for athletics or athletic exercise, whatever you, uh, you, know, uh, you enjoy to do for exercise. I, I have better results than any other supplement I've ever taken. Now, I keep hearing stories like that more and more. Uh, you know, what I look for in a therapeutic to really see, is this the real deal? Because I'm, I'm constantly bu- uh, buffeted in, in research and advertisements and people marketing to me hey, there's this substance that has all these potential benefits. So what I really look for are three things um, when I think, could something be the real deal? One, does it just pathophysiologically make sense? Um, In that, is there a physiological mechanism for this substance to have a beneficial effect? The second thing I look for is hard evidence. I look for research. And we're at a point now where there's hundreds of studies done on CBD, not just one or two that might show some findings or maybe maybe an aberrant study, but hundreds of studies. So I look for a lot of research. Then the third thing I look for is for an extensive number of experiences like mine, like yours, like so many of the, the patients um, and other people we work with. And between those, that tells me there's probably something here and it's not just a fad that's going to go away as quickly as it's yeah, and 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 I can I can attest with uh, you know Len's experience as well. Uh, I have a grandmother that comes and and stays with my mom uh, in in the in the winter time because she lives in Idaho, so it's freezing cold. So she's here uh, in Phoenix during the winter, and my grandmother had to use a walker to get around, and so she came down this year, uh, and my mom and I got to talking and. You know, and I and, and I never hide this. I have my medical marijuana card here in, in Arizona, and you know, so I said, "Hey, well, let me go see if I can, you know, find something." And you know, my mom's like, "Well, no, I don't, I don't want to give her anything with THC and uh, and that." And so we found a, a really good product, a cream that uh, my grandmother started using, which was just CBD pressed from hemp uh, hemp seed oil, uh, and and it, it works really well, and so well, in fact, that my grandmother is now walking around my mom's house without a walker. Uh, and and getting ready to go back to Idaho now that the snow's getting ready to melt and uh, it, it's it's so funny just to kind of hear my ninety some odd year old grandmother tell me that you know she's not going to leave the house without her CBD cream uh, and, and and I think it's I think it's fantastic and you know being able to give people that type of relief uh, and give them mobility and give them you know. Uh, a sense of belonging again for my grandmother was huge. Uh, and so definitely really happy to hear that it's helping, you know, Len and, and other folks. But I also want to kind of turn the table just a little bit and 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 talk about the other the other side of CBD uh, only because I put out a question on my social media just before we were going to jump on the, the, the air here. And I just asked a question and I said, hey, guys, I'm going to be doing an interview with a CBD expert. Do you have any questions you want me to ask? And one of the questions that came through was uh, uh, from one of my friends, his name is Matt. He said, I have used it several times. It doesn't help with my back or hip pain at all. For me, it does nothing. And so what kind of information or, or, or what, what would you say to somebody who has tried it and hasn't had any results at all? Uh, where would you direct them or steer them? Absolutely. So I have never encountered any sort of therapeutic and I'm not confining it to pain. I'm, I'm saying any type of therapeutic, whether it be cholesterol, a diabetes med, um, or anything for any other, uh, disease state or pathology that works for everyone. I've, I've right. never seen that. 
Um, I, there are, uh, everything we do in medicine uh, works for some people. And so that's why I'm a big advocate uh, in general of finding what works for you. I, there is nothing I necessarily say we should put it in the water and, and everyone get it. <laughs> but I know when I had CBD, I know when you, you know, you said you're, you're 90 year old grandmother, clearly, you know, there's, they're feeling an effect, but right. let's say it works for 80% of people. That's still better than most medication. Uh, yeah. something that helps 80% of people. Well, and I and think, the fact, for, that, for think years, that the fact that it's all yeah, natural too. I mean, you're not, uh, you know, ibuprofen is made in a laboratory somewhere, you know, CBD is grown from the earth. Right. Uh, and so I think there's there's a lot to be said in, in that regards. And I do agree with you. If 80 percent of uh, people are being helped and 20 percent are not, well, we're still definitely a huge step in the right direction. Uh, and so I can definitely see that. And one of my other friends uh, is a uh, is a what do, what do I want to call him? I guess he's a scientist. Uh, he's done lots of lab studies. Um, he has some CBD products of his own, um, some some things called thought bubbles, which are really cool, uh, a vitamin supplement with CBD, uh, which I, I take. They work fantastic. But he's also finding some adverse reactions on the other side where uh, in some certain cases uh, there are uh, a public health concerns and people popping up in, in emergency rooms with, uh, you know, what they call CBD toxicity and um, some instances in those cases. Um, do you have any knowledge on, on those things and, and maybe what might be going on there? Yeah, I'd be delighted to speak to that, uh, in, especially because I am an emergency physician um, and you know, I've worked uh, you know, clinically for, for well over a decade and, and still continue to, to do so, still see patients in the emergency department. So I have seen every sort of toxic ingestion uh, one can imagine, um, whether it be from ibuprofen uh-huh. uh, or aspirin or Tylenol, which too much Tylenol can actually cause liver failure. Um, not a lot of people know that. Um, to mush, you know, people who have been near fatally poisoned by mushrooms. I have actually never seen a person in the emergency department because of a CBD overdose. Now, I'll tell you what I have seen. I have seen people that have taken a product that they thought was purely CBD and had other substances in it. For example, uh, I have seen hundreds of patients who have come in with uh, THC toxicity or uh, a adverse response to marijuana, typically because, uh, not because marijuana causes that in most people, but typically because most people have never had THC or marijuana before and have gotten exposed to it. And so that's actually incredibly common with CBD to not get a, uh, whatever you're taking to be purely CBD because where CBD is harvested, hemp and cannabis has a THC component. And so it has to be purified to make sure that THC component is, is low. That's why I'm a big fan of companies that actually make sure that they're dealing with uh, a pure CBD product that doesn't have that THC component. So when you, when you talk about the pure product, I know just the, the essence of the, the hemp plant in and of itself. I mean, there, there has to be great care taken in, in the, the farming and the agriculture of the plant as well, because, and I, I don't know the scientific terminology for this, but I do know that, um, that specific plant is like a product of its environment. So it can, um, 
it can uptake toxic chemicals from the location of where it's grown, uh, which can then be transported into the end product. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit about that because I think, you know, sourcing your CBD from a reputable location and making sure that it is, you know, grown and, 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 and cultivated correctly is an extremely important component of, of, of keeping its purity, right? Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. So one of the biggest differences between hemp and marijuana is hemp has a much lower concentration of THC typically. Uh, so marijuana's concentration of THC is typically five to 35%, um, while hemp is supposed to be uh, less than 0.3 to 0.5% THC. So a much, much lower amount. But if it's not cultivated properly, if it gets actually you know, crossbred somewhat with cannabis, if it's, if it's not like, like any plant where, you know, the more organically it's grown, the more natural and pure what it produces is, um, the more you risk uh, having some some other chemical components. So even if you have that much lower concentration of THC, you know, less than 0.5% is less than one tenth of uh, what you typically see in the cannabis plant. If you're getting a, a, a hemp oil that's on the higher end of that, and if you're taking a fairly high amount, you could actually get nearly the same amount of THC that you can from a marijuana plant. And if you're not used to that exposure, if that's the first time and you're not expecting it, you can certainly have some significant side effects. And that's the one thing that I think the consumer right now needs a lot of education. The difference between the CBD or and hemp-based versus the cannabis side loaded with the THC. Now, in your studies, this is just a side lateral question out of curiosity because we were talking about the wonderful discoveries of CBD. At least, and I'm a, as I said, I'm a case study. It's worked for me. I'm a testimonial right here. I feel great. <laughs> but the THC side of it, obviously it mind alters and it reduces pain. Is there any other benefits in, in just some of the side studies? Is there anything to it uh, beneficial? Because you hear so many national studies across the board saying yay, nay. And, and a lot of times I look at where the studies are funded because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of industries out there do, that do not want, whether it be hemp or cannabis, to succeed. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so you're absolutely right that THC is responsible for the hallucinogenic effects of marijuana. And that's the biggest hesitancy for most people. Um, they do not want to experience anything that's, uh, you know, quote, mind altering. So hence the strong preference for CBD over THC. Now, as both substances have been researched, then the question becomes exactly what you asked. Well, are all the benefits in the CBD, is THC purely responsible for the hallucinogenic effects and all the good stuff is from the CBD and therefore just worth taking the CH, um, CBD? And, and the answer is, while there's many beneficial effect, uh, effects of the CBD, which much lower those, those side effects like, um, like those hallucinogenic effects, there are some act, uh, benefits in the THC. Uh, and I think the biggest one um, that uh, people appreciate is it stimulates appetite. It stimulates appetite far more than, than CBD does. So it has a lot of utility um, for those that have appetite issues um, 
specifically, I'm thinking of uh, people on chemotherapy. Yeah, I was going to jump in and say cancer. I I wish that this was around many years ago when my dad was suffering with cancer. He passed and we lost him. But this would have definitely helped him, especially as he deteriorated, uh, increase the uh, calories because he was a six foot three, 210 pound man. And he, uh, not to really be a downer here, but he dropped down to about 130, 128 pounds. And it was just tragic to watch. Yeah, the same same thing happened with my father when he had cancer. and, And my dad was a, a, a big man too and on the other side too and i'm sure you experience this too when you're going through that that cancer or you're going through that there's a lot of pain that happens as well mm-hmm. you know and i'm watching my dad take you know handfuls of morphine capsules every day right just to sustain and i'm like you know yeah i can't help but think about you know what what what, what if been. yeah what yeah. could have been if right. you know those those things were available back in the 90s when this happened you know 1994 for me yeah, yeah. and it wasn't there it, everybody that i knew that was thinking out of the box i was in southern california at that time and which is a little a little more open-minded in this topic back then even uh, most folks were going south to, to tijuana or down below to get treatment and they would come back and that was what had to happen and there was good results because the appetites did increase from my experiences. And uh, that's the one thing with the THC. I did notice that there is a positive there, especially with the cancer treatment. Yeah. And I think from from that perspective, too, uh, and Dr. Murdoch, I'll let you weigh in on this, too. Uh, as I mentioned before, I have my medical card. So I have experience where I've gone. Uh, I, I have a, I have a neck injury that I deal with uh, on, a, on a constant basis. And I coach soccer. And so when I'm out there, you know, and I'm coaching soccer and I'm running around with these five-year-olds, <laughs> right, trying to hurt, hurt children. Uh, it's like uh, hurting cats. Right. Yes. At, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain, right? And so uh, I've got I've to do something about that. And so I'm like, okay, I'm a, I have this uh, a topical solution that uh, my wife got, which is purely CBD. Um, I've used that. Uh, effectively, I use that in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I need to go to work during the day. I, function. I, I, I can't yes, I can't have, uh, you know, the THC component uh, as, as I as I go to work. Secondarily, though, I have another product that is a one to one THC and CBD product, which is made by the exact same company as the CBD one. This is just happens to be the THC version. And I do notice sometimes the THC version mixed with the CBD tends to have slightly better results for me. Sounds like we're shopping at the same spot from a, from a, from a pain perspective. (laughs) Yeah. And so I don't know what the science is behind that, but um, I do feel from personal experience that having the THC and CBD combined with a topical solution does seem to work, you know, better for me. Uh, So like, like you like you answered before is that uh is that just because uh the thc is allowing me to just to forget about it what kind of science is behind that no that that's a that's a great question so yes the thc absolutely has other benefits too um thc uh can help with pain can help with mood um can can contribute to to relaxation those are benefits we see in, in cbd as well now for some people it's actually the mix of the two, exactly like in your case, that has synergistic benefits that, that seem to work the best. Now, there are many people, because they're so nervous about THC's potential for um, uh, you know, mind-altering effects or you know, because of the regulatory landscape, as you mentioned, you have your medical marijuana card, but either they're not in a state that permits that or, or they don't want to get that, they'll, uh, they'll focus on the CBD options because CBD still has some benefits 
but you're absolutely right that for some people it's, it's the mix of the two that can that can create the greatest benefit. Yeah, and it's not like I'm over here just you know trying to get high or something. I mean, I have a, a physical ailment, and I and it and it does and it does work. I mean, there is a byproduct of that. It does help you relax much more than the standard CBD one, but. On, on, on a side note too I've, I've just used the CBD one and it also has its own set of, of helping effects uh, I can tell you not using any one of those is just completely out the window because I wouldn't even be able to function um, and and you know kind of switching gears here just a little bit you know uh, we talk about opioids and, and, and pain uh, this country is literally going through an opioid crisis right now uh, we were at ASU West uh, uh, with, with Taros Health uh, which is a mental health uh, expert company here in the valley and here in phoenix and so they, they they were bringing folks on we had a dea agent come on our panel right the special agent in charge he's been a narc a, a narco for 35 years here in arizona and, and looking at the crisis from the perspective of fentanyl and all the opioids that are coming over from cartels uh we had a, a doctor of mental health special who who talked about uh the treatment of opioids and how uh how difficult that treatment is we had another who was a nurse uh and she spoke to the benefits of things that they're experiencing uh with treating people who have what they call opioid uh disorder which is basically your addiction to opiates uh, and leveraging CBD uh, in conjunction with their standard practice of uh, using uh, other medications, uh, Seroquel and some other, some not Seroquel, but uh, there's something that they take uh, uh, to help you get off of that. But so in combination with CBD, they've seen fantastic results. Um, and I kind of feel like as this gets more mainstream, you know, what other important components of the opioid crisis can CBD help? Well, I'm so glad you brought that up. This is uh, one of my biggest motivators because working in the emergency department, I see so many opiate uh, addicts, whether I see them after they've overdosed uh, and nearly died or, or sometimes the alternative, or I see them come in, you know, seeking opiates um, because, of, because of their addiction. You know, part of the reason we're dealing with the opioid crisis is we've just never in medicine had great therapies for pain. Um, we've had things like Tylenol and we've had, you know, anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen and Aleve that I, I mentioned earlier come with various problems. And so to treat pain, especially acutely painful conditions, broken bones, kidney stones, post-op from surgery, our best option has been opiates. But unfortunately, opiates have such a highly addictive potential that now part of the reason for the opiate crisis and I'll, I'll certainly acknowledge this as a physician, is because we've prescribed these things well-meaning and people really, really struggle to get off them because of the addictive tendencies. Now, what is addiction? Addiction is your body adjusts in the form of um, its receptors change so that you need progressively higher amounts of a certain substance to produce the same effect or... Uh, you can't come off the amount that you have, otherwise you experience withdrawal. Well, let's let's talk so, about let's talk about that addiction component for just a second. I mean, I think inherently every single human being, by nature, no matter no matter what it is, has addictive traits to their personality as part of their underlying DNA as being a human being. Now, carry that over to different things. Your addiction could be radio. For example, right? I, I'm I'm addicted to Don't doing interviews. Don't look at me like I, that. Stop it. <laughs> 
Right. So there's an addiction level that I think happens just in, in different levels, different amounts, different items. Uh, and so some of those things, especially like opioids, trigger that component in your brain and make it even harder than, let's say, uh, you know, OK, I'm, I need to give up drinking soda or rock stars or whatever. Right. That may be an addiction. All in, the, all in the same, right, doctor? All of those addictions are still addictions in and of the same. It's just the way that you go about the addiction is is different because of the nature of what you are addicted to. Uh, completely. I and, and as you mentioned, we're all wired this way, including physiologically. Um, there is no person that you can't prescribe opiates for a certain amount of time and they will not get addicted to it. I often tell patients I see who are now addicted to opiates um, and it started with being prescribed 40 pills after a surgery or what have you. And I, I tell them, you know, because they feel very guilty uh, about their addiction. And I tell them, if I took the amount uh, that, that you were prescribed, I would become addicted as well. Uh, it's just physiologically, that's how our body adjusts. Uh, it's just being a human being. So the benefits of CBD is then it gives us a better alternative, both to treat pain initially without necessarily those addictive properties. This is one thing that's been, been researched uh, about CBD. And does it make the changes physiologically in your receptors uh, that addictive substances do? And what's been found is THC actually does make some of those changes, um, but CBD doesn't. So it's, it's got less addictive properties. It gives us an alternative to treat pain. And so, especially when you're trying to help people overcome their opiate addiction, they're going to feel more pain as they're going through withdrawal because of how the body is physiologically adjusted. So CBD, a non-addictive substance, can help with that. And I'm a huge advocate for, for using it. You know, it's something that just strikes me right here. It, it, it takes me back to last November. I had my appendix rupture. And with the, uh, that surgery afterwards, of course, you're on morphine. And uh, I was having a, 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 they gave me a prescription of oxy. And for the pain, of course. I mean, we have to deal with it somehow. They just ripped out you know, part of my guts. And thank God I made it through it and everything. But the thing that I did and I noticed because it was interesting because the oxy in particular, you read it and your appendix is tied into the gallbladder and your whole digestive tract and everything. Well, it clogs you up. And you're, you're going through this surgery and they put you full, you know, all this air and everything and you're trying to get everything out of you. So it's counterproductive on that even though it treats the pain. I, for my therapy, getting past that, uh, my physical therapy, meaning uh, the recovery, I did not take the pain medications. I did CBD. And within uh, being an active hiker, within 10 days of that surgery, because they wanted me to walk because of the air they compressed into my abdomen with the treatment uh, to release that air and start walking. So I started walking. Within 10 days, I was already up to six, seven miles of just not hardcore uphill or anything, flat surface walking. And my recovery, I think, was so much faster than people that I know that had appendix, appendix either rupture or just taken out. They were down for the count, you know, two, three, maybe four weeks. Under ten days, I was back on the on the men. Yeah, well, Len's an, Len's an Iron Man too. I mean, don't let him don't let him fool you. Well, but I think it had a lot to do with the inflammation, and it had to do also yeah. with the digestive tract healing because I was actually taking it in, a, in an edible form. And I, I really do believe, and doctor, correct me if I'm wrong, by taking it, and this is where the question's coming in, how you take your CBD, whether it's an edible, a dropper, a topical, is there any mechanism or any difference? Obviously, if, it's, if I have a stomach surgery, I want to eat it so it goes through the track. 
but is there any difference? Is there any medical difference how it, uh, how it receives into your inner workings of your body? Uh, absolutely. There is a difference. Um, so there are a lot of CBD products we see out there that get absorbed in different ways. One is, you know, the, the standard method, you swallow a pill and the CBD gets uh, distributed to your system. But what we're finding is that certain other mechanisms might be more effective for certain conditions. For example, if you take, say, a lozenge, well, that can get absorbed more directly into the bloodstream without going through your gastrointestinal metabolism. Uh, and so that can have more direct effects on, on certain areas. What's, but what's really been interesting over the last few years has been the research on topical. Uh, unlike a lot of anti-inflammatories, um, CBD is actually absorbed transdermally. It can move through the skin. Non, uh, non-steroid anti-inflammatories just, just aren't great at it. I mean, there, there are topical products there, but, uh, they've never been, they've just never been that, found to be that effective and so haven't been used widespread. CBD, on the other hand, gets absor- absorbed really well, uh, transdermally. So now you finally have this fairly potent anti-inflammatory that can get absorbed locally. So not necessarily have to be exposed to a whole system. So you see a lot of people now using topical CD, CBD products um, without uh, th- that they can then really focus on that area, whether their knee, shoulder, um, what have you, and get the most therapeutic effect locally without getting that systemic absorption and therefore any side effects. Even though CBD in general has a lot less side effects than any other therapeutics out there, like anti-inflammatories, you know, some people would just much prefer be able to apply something locally rather than have to take something systemically for one small part of their body. So thank you for that answer because what I did just out of instinct uh, after that surgery, I had edibles with CBD. So it would go through my system and the digestive tract, but also I put a topical on my abdomen as well. So I did a dual treatment on that for the inflammation and healing of, of as I said, I was just trying to get it to the region so I could feel better. And, and it did work. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah, just keep it I, as simple as that. And I found the same thing with my own treatment as well. Uh, I had the, uh, the drops and then I have the, the topical. And so, yeah, I, and, and, I, and, I, and I do this every day. I tack it in the, in the morning. I do the, you know, the drops and then uh, the topical and then head off to work. Uh, and, and that seems to do the trick. And when I was just doing the topical it was helping but adding the drops in on top of it so it went through the digestive tract uh, it, it added a whole other layer of help for my back it was amazing it's strategy yeah. I mean it really is strategy with this is so you get best performance I, I think uh, doctor correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> well it's, it's not uh, unlike oftentimes when people have say a skin infection I'll I'll prescribe a combination of topical and oral antibiotics so that you have something working true, topically yeah. and internally to attacking, you know, sort of attack the issue from both angles. So, Dr. Murdoch, we've been talking a lot about like inflammation and pain and 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 the treatments of uh, uh and, and such in that space. And you know, before we wrap up the interview, just wanted to go down one more road. And I hear a lot of people who are using CBD for non-pain relief items like anxiety uh, and such. Uh, Let's talk just slightly about that and, and, and what are your thoughts on uh, CBD's ability to help somebody with uh, uh, anxiety and maybe not take uh, Xanax anymore or, or any of those uh, types of uh, uh, antidepressants? Absolutely. So when I told you about the first time I took CBD, I mentioned how I just felt really good 
And that was not just my pain, um, both post-operative and chronic uh, muscle recovery pain that I'd been experiencing, but also just my mood felt really, really good. Um, I felt very calm uh, without feeling sedated or dopey, uh, without feeling high. And I noticed that. And so that was a, uh, something I started to research uh, more as well. And so what's interesting, and this has been demonstrated in the research both physiologically and in studies on CBD specifically, is that CBD can actually, through, through uh, certain receptors in the brain, um, can increase the production or at least increase the amount, sometimes by decreasing the metabolism of, of certain neurotransmitters, most prominently serotonin. Uh, you might say serotonin sounds familiar. Yeah, that's the predominant uh, neurotransmitter we see in antidepressants and, and anti-anxiety drugs that are uh, the pre- predominant neurotransmitter that they're working on. For example, Prozac or Zoloft, um, they're, the, the generic name for them is called SSRIs, which is Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitors. And they're called that because what they do is decrease the breakdown of, of serotonin, increasing its levels. And it's those higher levels of serotonin that are responsible for the antidepressants and anti-anxiety effects of those medications. Unfortunately, those medications, like a lot of prescription medications, um, come with a whole series of side effects. CBD, interestingly, seems to have a similar effect on increasing serotonin levels like um, those antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications. But again, without all those negative side effects, that we see from prescription medications because, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we have this endocannabinoid system, these receptors that are almost wired um, for, for CBD. And so there's been a lot of studies now showing that it can have mood improvement effects, which I also hear from a lot of the people I talk to and I have found in, uh, you know, my personal experience from, from the first day I took it. Well, I really appreciate you weighing in on on that portion because uh, that was also one of the questions that uh, came across uh, as a result of my Facebook post. There's there's several more. We're just kind of running out of time here. I think uh, I think we're going to have to have you back on for a follow up. I have uh, a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Carl. Uh, this is the, the chemist guy that I was talking about who does some CBD work as well. And um, he's going to be having some uh, some. Uh, literature that's going to be published in the next couple of weeks um, in regards to CBD and some studies that he's been doing. So I'd love to match you guys up and do a follow-up show uh, on that. Are you, are you up for that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sounds like it'd be a great discussion. Perfect. Well, Dr. Murdoch, thank you for joining us. And for all you guys that are listening, go check out elevatehemp.com is the website where you can find out more uh, about the fantastic products that Dr. Murdoch, uh, uh, was talking about they have a, a great website with very uh, a very beautiful looking site with some good information on CBD and their products and all that. Uh, Dr. Murdoch, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. I appreciate all the work you're doing. Guys, you're tuned into Finding Your Frequency. I'm Ryan Treasure. We're here with Len Novin. Thank you for tuning in at voiceamerica.com. Uh, if you're tuning in on podcast, make sure you'll give us a nice comment. Uh, Five-star rating or better, please, because four stars is not cool with me. I like five. <laughs> uh, and, and we'll continue this conversation uh, on some future shows. And uh, you guys, again, check out the website, elevatehemp.com. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. <laughs> 